The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Welcome to episode three of Your Average Ordinary. I am your host, Dan Torres. Hey, Matt. How you doing, buddy? Caught you in a little mid-sip here. I got a Red Bull. It's Friday. I'm living the dream, my man. It's been a week, man. It's it's a long week. It's been a really long week. (laughs) I feel like it's been two weeks since I've seen you, but it is good to see you, my friend. Welcome back. It's nice having this on a Friday because I feel like after a long week of work or whatever you have going on, you just get this nice cool down head against the weekend, and you can really enjoy it more. It's so nice. Just coasting in here, man. It's it's a life. It is a life. It's really nice. (laughs) Um, There are certain people that I always feel like in life, I don't know about you, but I feel like when I meet certain people for the first time, it's almost like it was meant to happen. And you come to certain uh, friend groups and different people um, almost organically, and you just know something and you know it's going to work out and be uh, like a very close thing and a very, very, very cool thing to be a part of. And the two people I have here today, I as soon as I met them, I felt like, we were always just meant to be friends. Like I was meant to click with both of them. I met them separately and they were roommates and I didn't even realize they were roommates <laughs> before um, I got to know each of them. But let's get right into it because I'm so excited to talk to these guys. Please welcome some of the funniest and most talented people in Buffalo, Dan Ertz and Preston Williams, my good friends. Hello, Dan. Good to see you. Hey, Dan. It is so good <laughs> to see you guys. We were just saying this in the hallway, but it's been legitimately a year yeah, since the yeah, last yeah. time we saw each other. Oh, it's yeah. been since Absolutely. The happened since I've seen you. Yeah, I know. That seems to be a reoccurring theme with this show. Oh, yeah. What happened in the last year? <laughs> I know. I, seen I wonder. Anyone. What's weird? God. It's almost ah. like something globally affected everybody in their lives. But uh, yeah, boycotted the, oh, the, the, the snap, the infinity. Yeah, that's what it was. That's it. The blip. The blip. The blip. We were gone. The blip. We were gone. That's that was it. That was all the last podcast was about, right? <laughs> Who would have known that after Infinity that. War would come and that whole snap would happen, we'd have something that would affect the entire population as it has it's crazy it, it's, it's uh, disney's really taken over honestly. everything mm-hmm. <laughs> we've, we've just been re-watching through the mcu again yeah oh yeah, you were re-watching yeah. everything i was legit just thinking and sorry to, i know you're you're in you're you know in a train you're fine but <laughs> you know what if like everything happened like a year later what if like we had Infinity War, and mm-hmm. then we couldn't go to the movie theaters for Endgame oh because God. of the pandemic. Oh what my if it God. all? Was, I always wonder that about <laughs> that because we do a comic book podcast. I'm like, people would lose their minds. Yeah, <laughs> and it just Endgame wouldn't be the same if you didn't get to see it in the oh, theaters. No, oh no, my God, oh, no man. way. Oh man, seeing Endgame in the theater is one of the one of my favorite movie memories of Endgame. Oh, that, that, that it was the absolutely. best. It was the absolute oh, best. Gosh. I remember actually we had had rehearsal for Dragons right before I went to see it. Yeah, and I was just hanging out at your apartment, and the whole time I was like, oh my. God, I'm so amped to see yeah. this movie. I'm so yeah, 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 yeah. I went totally by myself. Movie theater was packed. wasn't a seat left in it at all. And yeah. I just remember walking out at like four in the morning. Like that was the most satisfying I've <laughs> ever done in my life. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> cried several times. Man, tears. Of it's not worth it, Iron Man. 
I'm under 3,000. Ah, uh, oh, terrible. Trying not to actually cry now. Yeah. No, no, serious. I went with a couple criers. It's it's oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's hard I'm not a to. Crier. Absolutely. But it, there was just you know a build up in a movie series is so good when it just makes you feel everything oh, when God, a right? big part of it is right. about to end or a big Whoa. part of it is about to come to like some Whoa. kind of climax, mm-hmm. like when. <laughs> spoiler alert for those who haven't seen <laughs> Endgame two years out from it now, yeah. Yeah. when. Cat picks up Thor's hammer. That's one of the, the coolest things moment. that's ever happened in any Period. movie. Yeah. Uh, you see the hammer lift up, and like oh, yeah. I, I'm sure it was the same in any of the theaters. You guys, everyone's just like, oh shit! Yeah. Everyone cheers. Mm-hmm. That's why I go oh. opening night. Like when I when I grown up with my parents, they uh, you know they're just like, yeah, we'll wait for the crowds to die down. And then I got I became an adult and had my own money. I'm like. No, I'm going open yeah, night. Yeah, that's not the way or to do like it. Something like that. Something like that. <laughs> oh my God. Opening night, yeah. opening weekend. Like you, you have oh to. There, there's, God. there's honestly nothing like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's when, um, that... when Dark Knight Rises came out, I remember me, uh, my two friends who were here last week actually, and my two brothers. We went to AMC because they had this thing they were doing that day where you went at five thirty and they show Batman Begins, and Ooh. then there was like. A thirty-minute oh, break, yeah, and then they showed Dark Knight right after that, you got and the then there was a thirty. Yep, yeah, and then they showed uh, uh, Dark Knight Rises right at midnight, and that was that was a cool experience to be part yeah, of because awesome. you you got like this little laminate too with like Batman's head on it and all three oh, movies nice. on it. You got like a limited edition poster, and my brothers were young enough too that they were like super hyped for it, and they got to like really really enjoy that. So that was cool. Yeah, that was awesome. like a cool. I always wanted to do one of those MCU ones that they, they they were doing before. I think around in, when Infinity War came out, <laughs> yeah. they were doing like the the 22 hour oh my God. or whatever the heck it was <laughs> they were doing like it was like a two day marathon you just sat there and you just you know yeah you know, probably pee in a cup <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sat yeah. There and slowly i don't died. know how you could i don't know how yeah i was like we've been refreshing over the span of a month <laughs> yeah now. like <laughs> i know you're lucky if you get through those movies in like yeah. a month like oh you gotta be, be able to watch like one night yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Oh be really gosh. consistent with it um, so last year around this time, you guys were both involved in, uh, pretty high profile, uh, theater shows in Buffalo. And then the world came to like a screeching halt. What was it like? Uh, take yourselves back like to Oof. last year. And can you tell me what it was like for you guys having to kind of abandon everything you had worked more than, you know, usually it's a two month process. So two months for, mm-hmm. yeah, it was, um, uh, the show you're referring to is Hand to God. Yes. Uh, that was at Road Less Traveled Theater. And it was a very wild ride going from starting rehearsals in beginning of February and just hearing rumbles about uh, COVID-19 yeah. Yeah. that yeah. early on and being like, is it going to be that bad? Like oh, still having to fully prepare to do an entire run of a show yeah. while also, you know, having that in the back of your mind. Yeah. And then getting to do a couple shows having it happen and it it just feels like is this what we were just waiting for yeah like it's yeah it's it's devastating it's really hard and and for your experience too dan i remember when hand to god was first put up it was supposed to be a year prior to that right Right. yeah it was supposed to be uh september of 2018 but that got pushed out because the theater was uh, changing buildings at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were changing over the summer. It was supposed to go up in the beginning of fall. And the uh, they wouldn't be able to uh, have the theater ready in time. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they had to push it out. 
a year and a half. Mm. So something too, and that was that's a really fun show. I'll have you explain a little bit more about it in a second, but it, it must have been. It, it's so interesting that it gets pushed back twice. Something you were looking forward to so much that you have it this mm-hmm. opportunity for it, and you have to wait. And you you were like, okay, I'll wait, I'll wait, I'll wait, and then you finally get to it, and it's like, yeah, it's so much anticipation, so much building. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, here it is. Oh no, oh, you, yeah. you gotta yeah. be quicker than that. <laughs> <laughs> like we yeah. just were not yeah. able to. We we got about um one two three four like five shows done. Yeah, yeah. and uh, the day that we closed, I actually went out and grabbed a newspaper. Uh, mm. from the day I found out that uh, the show was canceled. Oh, and geez. I still have that in my room. <laughs> so that's my own little piece of it. Um, yeah, I think I think you need reminders like that, too, around mm-hmm. this time. Mm-hmm. We're going to look back at some of these things in, like, 20, 30 years and be like, holy shit, I can't believe we went through that for yeah. a whole year. No, it already seems insane. Like, just the, the fact that we're, like, talking about this possible – end of it you know like there's an end in sight and yeah like starting to open up a little bit yeah, right yeah. right it, that seems unreal it seems impossible a little bit it's i so remember weird. when it first hit i was like ah oh, a month we'll yeah get this under control yeah exactly and here we are probably i think it's like this is like the week anniversary like to the week it's like the year anniversary it's like yeah mm. damn man yeah damn i was right. wrong <laughs> yeah i mean Dead we're about wrong. to hit the year the year anniversary of animal crossing and that's what marks it for <laughs> yes, me. yes. Oh, oh i that, love that that's game. what got yeah. us yeah. through that animal crossing i feel like that was that really saved so many people's oh, lives during the pandemic we were just talking about a little bit last week how video games in general have helped people connect so much through this because oh, yeah. I haven't seen my oh, friends yeah. and we've been on PSN together yeah. every night still. So we still get to like have those interactions like we're hanging out with right. each other even if we're not. Yeah. Got a group of friends that we play Among Us a bunch. And that's yeah. great now. And it's like I've never thought I would ever be on like group calls and voice chats as much as I am. <laughs> right. I hate that. For yeah. Oh. Exactly. But now, now it's like that's all it is. That's what having friends is. Yeah. yeah. Pre- Preston, for you, you had um, the outsiders that you yes. were working on at the time. Um, what was your feeling like when you found out this was going down? I I personally was in a very – it was a weird spot for me because, like, I had just taken a year off of theater mm-hmm. to work on uh, Dog Rates stuff. Yeah, Twitter yeah, yeah. Stuff. Um, and then stopped doing that, was just coming back to theater – got this whole show set up at theater of youth uh and then we did one performance <laughs> and then uh, everything was shut down <laughs> i was there i saw it <laughs> yeah dan saw the one performance i know uh, it, it kills me that i didn't get to see either of yeah. those before they shut down too because yeah. i wanted to see both of these shows really really bad yeah. and then outsiders i got lucky and we got to go back uh what was it in september i guess mm-hmm. uh, and we recorded the whole thing that actually closes today yeah, so if you want to watch it before midnight, <laughs> when does this air? It'll, it'll be tomorrow right morning. Tomorrow morning. Yeah. <laughs> no, <it's> so, <laughs> so if you're listening so right now, live, you missed pal. your you chance. Missed so. You Sorry. missed it. It was amazing. <laughs> it was really, really good. It was really good. Yeah. But it was better than anything you could have ever thought of because you'll never see it. So you can't, like, you know, tell me I'm wrong. Right. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's um. That's something really unique about the Outsiders is you got to go back and record it. So yeah. was it cool to see the finished product of the thing you quote unquote lost a year ago? Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was uh, cathartic. Is that the word I'm looking for? Yeah. It's just. It was really weird that we got any sort of closure on that show 
um especially being one of like maybe two shows that got to do that in the city I think. yeah it was mm-hmm. like us and c marks what else is being recorded anything um kyle sure. laconti has a show that's being recorded uh, or that just got recorded yeah. right now at irish yeah um, right 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 was so it a show that was like up before i don't think no no this okay, is a brand okay. new and, yeah. and that's going to be with um with Vicky Perez too, so yeah. that's going to be a really good show to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so that's really unique. Yeah, it's for just really yeah a real strange, strange situation. But I'm so oh so lucky. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh. I just worked on a show that with. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I just worked on a show with Second Gen where we did everything pretty much virtually. So the um Kelly Coffs dropped off backgrounds to us mm-hmm. that we were able to like sit in front of you guys saw it. So you kind of got the experience of it, but um, the musical numbers we did because it was a musical were pre-recorded. So we went to theater of youth where um, we had like a regular stage and a regular canvas that all of us could get in front of. And we each did our individual parts. It was edited together. And then when we got to the numbers during shows, we would just like turn our cameras off and they would play the video so that ah, okay but it so it was some form of live theater but still i would that sit was... there watching these songs going like this is weird <laughs> still I, see for it's funny that you say that because from an audience perspective that was the best online show mm-hmm. i've seen like oh, the best yeah. it looked the, excellent and the best uh like method of doing it like switching mm-hmm. over to the because you just can't do it's so hard to singing. do live music live over, music is so difficult over, yeah really, there's too insane. many variables yeah the but read through the, for it zoom yeah, no matter what even it. what no matter what microphones you use it just sounds like it yeah. doesn't sound good there's a huge difference between just recording on my laptop's audio programs and then recording over zoom like yeah. it's a oh, yeah. big big difference mm-hmm. yeah i agree yeah, it was it was very it. odd because like the first read through we were trying to sing with the tracks and stuff, and it just was yeah, not working so at all. There's there was no way. So it's cool that people are like making things like that work during this time. We're yeah. trying to find ways to get around not being able to do live theater and mm-hmm. such like that, and, um, and still like do it in a way that's not because it's it's weird because we're taken from theater which is like sort of our space to be artistic and we're being shoved into this space that is already very saturated with with other people making video content and live Mm -hmm. streaming things and we're sort of like no but like what we're doing is a little bit different and i'm sure there are people doing exactly what we're doing recording like films of 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 theaters theater pieces and things like that yeah exactly but it's just like i don't know it's trying as hard as we can to sort of capture the magic of theater and it's just like it's, it's just not so depressing. How it's yeah, there's the just same. no way to do it. Yeah, yeah. It, that's the whole. It's not to that's say that it is. doesn't have merit, but it, it exactly. isn't the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's I'm, something about live performance stop that's doing just it. so much better. Yeah, like, it's just as soon as we can get back on it. Yeah, and I think I think people Please. are really excited mm. to get back to live so theater. excited, oh, yeah. like oh, yeah. so excited. I know personally, I kind of needed this break. Um, it mm. came at a really good time because last season, I feel like I did a lot of things that, in my mind, I said. If I don't do the show right now, I my name's going to start to, like, be forgotten, and I'm not mm. going to be able to, like, get work. You know, the consistency, yeah, sure. like, kind of gets in your head sometimes. Like, if I'm not consistent, this yeah, is going to happen. If I don't keep yeah. working, I'm going to stop working. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And so in 2019, I did, like – like five shows before the year's end and i was and then i was like teaching camps in between it and things like that so i got to the end of miss nelson is missing which was um through theater of youth as well and i had planned on taking some time off but knowing me there would have been something that would have come up that i was like (laughs) i could probably take six weeks i could take that or whatever (laughs) 
Um, so this was almost nice in a way because it forced me to regroup. I mm-hmm. know certain people have been saying the uh, the same things. Do you guys feel like your interest in theater too has grown in this oh, year absolutely. now that you've been off from it? Mm. Yeah, I've been. That's um, a hard question. Yeah, I've uh, been looking at different scripts. I actually um, uh, looking towards the future. I did get uh, a part in Shakespeare in Delaware Parks touring show. Oh my God, me too. Yeah, yeah. So the uh, 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 God, what's it called? Shakespeare and Love. Oh no, I might be in the other one. So they're uh, doing the two. Right, right, right. So I'm in the other one. Yeah, right. yeah. The Good for you. That's Thanks. so awesome. Yeah. No, I'm super excited. <laughs> yeah, and me and I'm gonna be one of the pucks with nice. um, Alex Watts and mm. uh, Phil Wackefuss. That's excellent. Mm. Oh, congratulations, dude. Thanks, dude. That's oh gonna be God. really yeah. fun. Yeah. No, I'm I'm super looking forward to it. It's nice to just have a script again to oh be able God. to look at some text and look things up and delve into scenes it gives yeah. you something to concentrate on right mm-hmm. and having that focus or just that thing to be able to focus on mm-hmm. is it, it just helps so much yeah, yeah. yeah it gives yeah. you a reason to like do everything you're doing yeah yeah what about you preston um i've sort of been the opposite like i'm very interested and ready to get back on stage and to do more shows mm-hmm. um think i have a show lined up if that show still happens i probably shouldn't <laughs> yeah, be talking yeah, about yeah, it so yeah, I'm not even there's like, some maybe that yeah uh, yeah i've been told when we do that show you'll be in it and I'm like, <laughs> yeah when yep. will we? okay whatever <laughs> um but apart from that like this whole time i've really i've sort of separated myself from any sort of theater like i haven't tried to i mean i've like watched the things that people have done but besides right. that i haven't tried to get into any of them or anything like that like mm-hmm. i've just like i don't know it's depressing for me like i, I just like i want to I'll do theater when theater exists, and until then, uh, luckily I have this Twitter shit, so I've just been like, oh, focus on that, and I'll yeah. try to do that stuff instead. Yeah, it's good that you it's have a side like, thing that you yeah. could focus on a little bit, but yeah. it, do, you, do you think it would be uh, – your interest would be peaked if you got into, like, film or doing, like, sketch comedy or yeah. things like that again, like yeah, yeah. other outlets? Yeah, like, if there were if those opportunities were around, sure, definitely. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I, I love doing that kind of stuff. But yeah. I'm just like right now I'm I'm, I guess, not focusing on that as much. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah that's understandable. Yeah. Though. It, it's yeah, like you said, it's good that you have Twitter to focus on because mm-hmm. that that's growing and that's a really cool thing mm-hmm. too that you mm-hmm. <laughs> that you have yeah, on some your other plate. things that I can't talk about at all. Uh, but I'll just say that I've signed legal documents that tell me I can't talk about them, hey, which is exciting. That um, is really exciting. Could be nothing, but could be fun. I so, mean, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Exactly. Maybe in a future episode. I'm winking. Um. <laughs> Did you hear that wink? <laughs> Did you hear the wink? Yeah, there were a few. Heard, heard the air just pass in front of the microphone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that brief. dead like, space. That was me <laughs> winking. That butterfly kiss. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dan, talk to us a little bit about Hand of God or Hand to God because yeah. that's a show that I felt like you were absolutely perfect for. Can you tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about what that was about uh-huh. and the experience you did have with it before everything went dark? I love that show. I love Hand to God so much. Uh, it's a it's a great yeah. little piece about religion and uh, comedy. <laughs> yeah, it's a fantastic show. Oh family. My gosh. <laughs> um, it's about a kid in Texas whose sock puppet gets possessed by Satan. Obviously. <laughs> and uh, it takes place in a, uh, a, a Christian puppet ministry. Yeah. <laughs> you know. They, they hang out in the basement <laughs> of a church on weekends and make puppets. Um, but this little loser kid gets his uh, sock puppet possessed by the devil. <laughs> and uh, there's, there's an entire other arc about like him and his mom because their dad uh died recently Mm -hmm. uh his mom is having like conflict with the uh the church the preacher at church um and yeah it's it's a 
hilarious show. And a whole it's, lot yeah. more. Uh, yeah. oh, oh, so much more. <laughs> so much more. And it was sock puppet man. It's so cool. And and Matt, you you should have seen him (laughs) working with these puppets too, because he had them for like a year in advance too. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Because of that delay. Because of that that show delay. You had the puppets from the year before. Yeah, I was able to practice with them for yeah about like sixteen months longer than (laughs) I have. Yeah. Yeah. And that and that time, it's puppetry is one of those things that is. One of those things that's so hard. I can't talk today. Um, that's okay. You're only doing a podcast. I'm only doing a podcast. <laughs> We're totally good. Because there, there are levels of it where if you're looking to do like a basic show, there's basic little techniques that you can throw mm-hmm. to make the puppet be more real. Mm-hmm. But when you have like 16 months like yeah. that with a puppet. To really learn the puppet. It yeah. just becomes like this totally other th- like new thing. Like he, Dan brought out the puppets for me and my fiance the one time. When we were over, and we were just watching him just play with it, and we were laughing so hard just because it yeah. was like the most ridiculous thing. It's so much mm-hmm. fun. I get to do who's on first with myself. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's so much. Uh, it's it's just frantic. Uh, it's that's the word for it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It's but it, it's really a cool. controlled frantic. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a precise frantic. Yeah. yeah there we go. It's you know. chaos bottled. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's, that's exactly. all. It is. is it exactly. like you know since you've had it for so long? Is it like when uh, Jennifer Lopez was on? Cartman's hand in South Park. Ah, <laughs> I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. You're it pretty like, much is. Okay, all right. I just wanted to I just wanted to confirm because I mean that's a that's a long time with a puppet. You definitely I can understand the mastery of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, man, did spinning image of Jennifer Lopez on Vera <laughs> Cartman's hand. <laughs> I love it. Um, and it was cool to. Um, to see because I know it was only up for about five performances or so before um, everything went down, but it was cool to see all these people in Buffalo um, give you the praise you deserve for doing that role and oh, for you. getting yourself out there like that because, Preston, you could probably agree with me mm-hmm. here. We've been able to see for a while how talented Dan is oh, and yeah. how much he works towards different things like that. Mm-hmm. And seeing people recognize that is like, yeah, we knew this. <laughs> but like but like here it is. Like yeah. this is why yeah. this is what's like totally deserved for that. So well, that was that's cool. That very was really cool. sweet of you, Dan. I just love you. Dan. <laughs> Thank you. No, I, I really appreciate it. And I really love working on stuff like that. I love mm-hmm. those types of characters. That's why I put in the work I do. Mm-hmm. Because it's so fun work. to play. The work. work. Sorry, I ate my word there. <laughs> <laughs> but even like um, something cool when I was doing some numbers with you both is I've done five shows with each of you. We're dead even. Really? Oh yeah. My gosh. We've each oh, wow. done uh, like Holy I've done cow. five with you and I've done five with you. And some of them have been so together. Long. But yeah. it, it, it's cool to see that we've had this yeah. nice even divide. Yeah, <laughs> wow. That. That's great. It's um, a competition. <laughs> but even like the characters, like when we did West Side, uh, when you were your character in that, and just like the things you would say on the side to like make <laughs> I, him that much more interesting. No, no one should ever give me opportunity to improv on stage. <laughs> oh my god! Right. <laughs> Because I will do different things every performance. Especially when there are 20 of us I on make stage it a point all the time. Oh, my gosh. oh, I did the same thing, though. Like, when, as soon as Chris gave me the permission to make Pepe a drunk character, 
I wow. that that was it. That was it for him. <laughs> like, Absolutely. He was drunk halfway through Act One, and he didn't sober up. Oh, he so he sobered up when Maria died at the end of West Side Story. <laughs> Spoiler alert! Oh um, my gosh! Wait, <laughs> spoiling Endgame and West Side or Story. When, in I, one I screwed it up anyway because it's it's <laughs> oh. not her that dies at the end of it. It's Tony. Like. <laughs> Wow. Did this show for six weeks and totally. (laughs) We both know that show and neither one of us clocked that. We were like, yeah, when she dies, right. Yeah. Wait. Oh, wait. That's probably a a dead. That's someone who dies. (laughs) That's someone who dies. It It just seemed legit. I said it with such confidence that that it was truth. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Of course. Like, uh, yeah. He shot Maria. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of people that do that these days. Just, right. Just say things very loudly and very forcefully. And, yes. And that's mm-hmm. the truth. Mm-hmm. No. Volume equates to intelligence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. So you both uh, are not originally from Buffalo. Dan, you're from Syracuse. And Preston, you're from Georgia, right? Yeah, about is it North Carolina, Georgia area, but between both South Carolina, North South Carolina, Carolina, Georgia area, Carolinas, all you know, bounced around that area yeah. as a kid. Yes, it's so. all nice weather. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, how did you guys end up in Buffalo? Like, what? What, what was the reason? Yeah, who that... wants to come? No, yeah, it was a uh, school for me. Um, my uh, uh, when I was growing up in uh, uh, the the big city of Syracuse. Uh, Hashtag, actually, I didn't. It was in a small town outside of Syracuse called Verona, near Even Rome, smaller. near Syracuse. <laughs> all, all Italian cities. Really yeah. fun stuff. <laughs> yep. um, my, my director from uh, junior year of high school on, uh, Miss Victoria Buddha, she had gone to school at Niagara University. Okay. Up in Niagara Falls here. Mm-hmm. And uh, she told me about the school when I was uh, getting ready to apply to colleges. And uh, she's my idol. She taught me you know the most important things about theater right and uh, i look up to her immensely and uh i applied to niagara and from the moment i set foot on campus i knew i wanted to go there mm-hmm. and the rest is history I w- i've been here for uh, since uh 2010 wow. in this area yeah yeah so you've been here in like 11 years now yeah yeah it's been a while holy crap <laughs> it's about yeah. a third of my life <laughs> <laughs> and you got here from the south how yeah. like my what st- happened <laughs> story's actually pretty much the same story but in the south um so like uh, get some banjo music playing and then i'll just tell the exact <laughs> same story. um actually i did live very near where deliverance was filmed and the dude that played the banjo for the movie is literally a greeter at the walmart where my parents used to live straight up i have heard up. this story straight before up. it's true Straight up hilarious. <laughs> um, so, yes, I am from that south. Um, <laughs> whoo! Uh, wow. That's awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, I, I, went to, I went to a high school uh, called Rabin Gap Nikuchi School. I'm not going to say that again. Um, but uh, my director there, Bill Patty, also went to Niagara University um, and is now, I think, the general manager at Shays. Oh, wow. Possibly. I think that's his position. He's he's big at Shays now. Mm-hmm. He just moved back to, to Buffalo, actually. That has nothing to do with what I'm talking about, though. Um, yeah, and it, same thing. He took us up there for a weekend, and uh, me and a couple other guys were like, oh, this is great. And then the fight instructor uh, was like, hey, you want to play with swords? And we were like, yes. And the second <laughs> he put a sword in my hand, I was like, well, I guess I'll go here for college. <laughs> yeah, sure, I'll give you $40,000. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. anyway, anyway, debt aside, it was great. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it really, was great. I, I, I love my time at Niagara. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's where we met. And then I li- uh, took some time 
touring and then moved back to Buffalo in 2016. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. 2016. Yes. 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 Summer. Were you guys um? roommates or classmates or how did you end up meeting each other at first we were friends, <laughs> we, were friends. <laughs> we met each other uh in 2011 when yeah. he was there he was a freshman i was a sophomore we were living in the same building and we played video games together lots and lots of video games video games are just mm-hmm. the best bonding mm-hmm. tool ever yeah yeah, yeah. and it's then like we kept playing video games until i was looking to move to buffalo and he needed a roommate in buffalo and we were like hey yeah it just sort of worked out perfectly yeah if, and you like kind of jump all, all over the place so it's cool that you've kind of made buffalo your home away My from hub. home for yeah, yeah your hub for the My most hub. part what yeah. is it about buffalo for you guys that keeps you here uh it's uh the uh theater community it's a uh, it's a great place to work and you know i've been able to grow uh as a both an artist and a kind of on the business side of you know being an actor yeah. working and living and having a job and all that mm-hmm. there was a fun little culture around here like i, I didn't realize it until i got a little bit older but that 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 you know that that perform i guess performance arts performing mm-hmm. arts uh, that, that that there's it's a lot bigger yeah. than than pe- most people realize it's around, really around, big oh, yeah. there's tons here. of opportunities for for uh people of any and all skills uh to to take part and oh yeah yeah get get seen by you know a lot of people mm-hmm. and there is a lot of really cool stuff being made in Buffalo, and uh, yeah, hundred percent. Uh, the cost of living here is very low. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've been able to live here. That's always uh, a good thing. Yes, yes, we are able to live here and be actors, <laughs> yes. which is one of the reasons yes. we are here and actors. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and the and the cool thing a lot of people don't realize about Buffalo and the acting scene here is, you know, we're looked at as like a small city because New York City's in New York, but. Yeah. We're the second biggest city in New York, so yeah. when we have our work, we have people um, who have been to Chicago, Atlanta, mm-hmm. L.A., mm-hmm. New York, and have made their way back to Buffalo and have just brought all this talent that they've accumulated and learned a- along the way back out here, too. Mm-hmm. I think Absolutely. it's incredible. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I think Buffalo Theater, not only like the level of, of theater that uh, we're putting forth, but also just like the uh, i guess how advanced the whole community is i guess yeah it's just it, it's just a lot bigger and a lot better than and, people, and give people it credit take for. it seriously yeah. people just take it seriously around mm-hmm. it. you meet so many actors a lot of the time that are just like lax directors are looking like oh here's the glory here's that mm-hmm. not to say mm-hmm. we don't have those shows around here Absolutely. but they're mm-hmm. very um few and far beyond because right. there are so many people that just care about the craft so much yeah, and a lot of people a lot of hard workers yeah. in buffalo a lot yeah. of people really committed to putting something great out there mm-hmm. which is it's it's really special like shakespeare in delaware park that we mentioned before is the largest free outdoor shakespeare festival in the country mm-hmm. like yeah. it's it's huge it's awesome. yeah. like people come from canada to see it they come from rochester it's yeah. it's like such an event and it's right in our own backyard yeah and that curtain up party that we have every year that's like unique mm-hmm. like other mm-hmm. cities even that have large theater presences like don't have that apparently which i just sort of assumed they did but yeah, then right. they came and did a whole documentary about it that one year and i was like oh we're special mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, sweet thank do you, you know what that is matt <laughs> curtain up uh i'm not familiar with curtain up so no. curtain up is at the beginning of the theater season um they do a gala at shays and it's like a welcoming of all the patrons and everything to the new season and kicking off um the the new season in the fall the right way 
And then everybody goes to um, a different theater. We all start at 8 o'clock, so people will go to Irish Classical to see something. They'll go to Road Less Traveled. They'll come to Musical Fair. And then once everybody lets out, um, Main Street in Buffalo is closed down, like, from Shays to, um, I think, a block or two over. Yeah. Okay. And it's all shut it's down, and it's just party in the street. theater people <laughs> really? flooding the street. It's, a, Fireworks, it's so trucks. much fun. And no other place does this? No, no. other place really does Not it. like that, apparently. Yeah, it's wow. amazing. Wow. Yeah. It, I mean, it's, I'm sure it's, it's a blast. Cool stuff, yeah, that yeah. is a very Buffalo thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. So, yeah, yeah. And it's I, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there are a few tables broken somewhere on that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, people, people get dressed up Chugging nines Rudy's blue cheese. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. We, we got get the blue cheese everywhere. on the ice. Yeah. <laughs> the, oh, be- yeah. the best thing about college was um, I went to this one party that uh, – this is the All best these, thing about college. Well, one of the one of the best <laughs> things about college, one of the best memories I have about it. I went with a bunch of theater people who were just from everywhere around New York or whatever, and they don't know Bill's Mafia, don't know the culture or whatever. So this one um, like frat idiot came down the stairs at this one party, and he was a little wasted, and he just goes, "Hey," because in any other place in Buffalo, in someone would respond, "Dead." <laughs> no, <laughs> Nothing, I'm... and I was like. No. Yeah, this is a theater party too. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, like people aren't gonna catch on to that reference. No, no. no. You hear that? That's you hear funny. that little that's jingle funny. in the weirdest places too. But oh my yeah, goodness, that's, right. that's 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 funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or the, the honking "Let's Go Buffalo" just randomly. I'm yeah. like, it's a Tuesday. Right. There's nothing yeah. going on. But all right, <laughs> we live we live downtown, and it happens <laughs> often. Oh, I'm <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm sure. When did you guys graduate? Was that 2014? 2014. 2015. In 2015. Yeah. Okay, so I was still after both of you guys because mm-hmm. um, I was in 2016. You're a wee little lad. I'm a wee little lad. I'm <laughs> tiny. I'm <laughs> a 27-year-old baby. Mm, and we met on a, a, a movie set. Yeah. We? that. So Dan and I met yeah. on a set of a horror movie called Johnny Gruesome Johnny that we Gruesome. did. Shout out to Greg Lamberson and the whole cast that worked on that. It's actually that. a really, really fun, yeah. cool movie. Yeah. Oh, my God. Shout out to Greg. That was, that was such a fun <laughs> movie. It's so much fun. Um, and it was the first professional gig I got getting out of college. And it was funny because Greg had seen my little brother in a show with someone else, and he was like, I wonder if he could play a high school kid or something like that. So he reached out to somebody who he knew that knew my brother, and he was like, no, he's 16. And he was like, oh, shoot. And uh, my friend Paul went, but he has a brother that acts really, really well, and he (laughs) looks exactly like him, and he's (laughs) of age, and that's how I got that gig, which was cool. That's That's amazing. Cool. But we – um. We had worked on set uh, for a little bit, and I'm generally quiet when I'm in a new place, and I, I think and you are too. I'm generally quiet in all places. Yeah. So when I'm we got on quiet. set, we knew we were <laughs> we knew we were working. I am not generally quiet. Yeah, Preston's very loud. He's very oh, loud yes. and boisterous. That's what makes us a good group, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's balance. Mm-hmm. So we were both just trying like not to make waves on set, but right. we knew we were in scenes with each other. So we ended up talking – a lot. Yeah, during... we were like we were the two buddy kids who were like the underlings of the the bully yeah, kid. Exactly. But, but yeah, we were just hanging out on set. We were like, just hanging out on time. set and you mentioned you were like, Oh, I graduated from NU and I was like, Oh, I just graduated from Buff State for theater and we like so we got Yeah, and and you mentioned you were in Junie B. Jones that yep. that fall. Yeah. I wasn't in that at the time. At the time. 
but then I got called to fill in someone else who dropped out. And yeah, that that, that, that was it was so cool how like I mentioned yeah. like the destiny and the fate aspect of it. It was mm-hmm. so cool how that worked out because we're talking. He's telling me about how he did this touring show, and he asked me if I did anything professionally yet, and I was like, not yet, but I'm working for theater of youth for their christmas show like i'll be there for it and he was like oh that's really cool like i'm i would love to work there i haven't worked there yet or whatever right and then like two or three weeks before the read through i get the full cast list because you don't really know who you're going to be in it with until like close to it Mm -hmm. and on the list i see dan Ertz, and i was like holy crap that's the guy i did the movie with and i still had your number saved in my phone so i remember texting you and being like Dude, I can't believe you ended up being in this. And since right. then, we just never stopped working <laughs> oh together. God. Yeah, we were always in the same quarters. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. It was so just serendipitous. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and I remember leaving set that day uh, we wrapped and being like, I hope I get to work with you again at right. some point. You were like, yeah, me too. Yeah, and it was then, so fun. How about immediately? I know. How about now? <laughs> yeah, this year. How, be, how about we bring that back <laughs> now? <Immediately> and forever. <laughs> but that was cool. It's it's cool growing with people while doing these professional experiences because mm-hmm. right. you, you get to see people kind of level up and like level up with you and it how it motivates you if you're with a group of passionate people i feel oh, like yeah, absolutely absolutely yeah yeah i feel like with you guys at nu especially you have that too like a lot of your classmates i feel like are really driven does it motivate mm-hmm. you guys to have that environment to oh yeah absolutely yeah. um it, yeah. it's a competitive thing really being in theater you know you get called into callbacks and auditions and it's like you you want the part like yeah yeah. you know there's only one of it so yeah niagara isn't perfect but they definitely auditions feel like you are competing against everyone else like you've got to bring your shit or you're not going to get cast and then you're not going to be doing theater and then why are you there um that's the kind of feeling and i mean they don't I mean, I guess they probably do cultivate that a little bit, but this is not an in you bash mm. session. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but um, no, no, I loved I loved it there. But it's like it it is a lot. And aside from that, I think one thing that ends up churning out a lot of people that continue acting is in youth theater program is like we have it's an umbrella course is what they call it. So it's like yeah, it's four a- different courses, but it only counts as one credit. Oh, but but that's. Mm-hmm. So you're not paying for all of that. But then we also have gen, gen eds, like general normal classes. Yeah. So you end up having like seven or eight classes and you have rehearsal every night and you have all this homework and everything. So it's like mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a lot of stuff. It's a lot yeah. of courses. During of shows, it's college is like you think of college. It's like, yeah, it's fun. I remember having a lot of fun. I'm like, I remember being in rehearsal and then going to bed. Yeah. 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 yeah that's, that's, that's the thing people don't understand about going to school for theater too, is where it people would have sometimes. Yeah. Where people would have midterms that they have to write or like these projects they're working mm. on their whole semester. All your stuff is physical. Yeah, and if yeah. you're doing a show on top of that too. And we had to write shit. Yeah, exactly. So you, you could get there at 8 a.m. any given day and not leave campus till like 11, 11.30 at oh night. God, right. yeah. Like for, for six days on end, you're oh, doing yeah. No, oh, thank yeah. you. And then it's, the whole it's time, rough. Yeah. More power, time more you get power to, to you guys. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of work. And yeah, and for some people, it doesn't end after college. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, oh, no. You'll oh, still no. end up working 14-hour <laughs> days. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like because we had that, that ridiculous workload there, like people – quit and people dropped out yeah. and i yeah. think it's sort of it's just like my graduating class was, i think it was like 12 people in right. my in the performance track mm-hmm. of mine and that was it we went in with like 20 something i think wow we ended up with 12 people because yeah. everyone like that didn't want to do it 
very quickly learned that they didn't want to do it. And yeah, it's not yeah. something you do unless you want to do it. I'm like, one of I'm one yeah. of a few people from Buff State that are consistently working in the yeah. area. I feel like, and it sucks because there are a lot of talented people that come from there. Yeah, but some for of sure. the, it, it's a lot of different factors. Some exactly, of it just, exactly, exactly. That's, yeah, I that's think that um, more than half of my class at NU dropped out bef- between freshman and senior year. Mm-hmm. Wow. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's hard to to make it in the to make it work, you know. Yeah, it's hard to continue to want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's just a lot of sacrifice. Yeah, you got to make s- exactly sacrifices. Self motivation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. self motivation yeah. and sacrifice are the two big things. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm sure you've seen this with um, jobs you do, but if you work for a toy, you have to do school shows. Oh, so yeah. if that's the only place you're getting hired at, you have to sacrifice sometimes a full time job that would be nine to five every day exactly. to be able to do the thing you got your degree in. Exactly. Be- mm-hmm. Because that's what you want to do and that's what you're motivated to do. Yeah. And you end up getting, you know, more work for it and more reward because you're being consistent and you show that you can work. But you sacrifice so much of your personal life. Mm-hmm. just to do that too so yeah, i exactly i think that's really the like an interesting thing people don't understand about oh, yeah. what we mm-hmm. do as a profession yeah yeah now it's like i i don't think there are really any actors in buffalo that only work as an actor like maybe there are some people that no. work in mm-hmm. that actually run the theaters and stuff yeah, like they're the working all the time obviously and that seems like yeah but like design. buffalo just isn't built for that it's not something where where you can just do acting and expect to pay rent uh, <laughs> yeah, that's why a lot of, a lot of people, people, people get killed too. around here. Exactly. Too. Yeah, like I believe Buffalo has like some sort of special arrangement with SAG. Yeah, I, I think I so. don't know the details of that, but it's well, because like of just or something like that. Is well, like allowances for theaters to be able to hire SAG actors, okay. even though they yeah. don't generally. Which like there are all sorts of crazy rules about that, but mm-hmm. because we're in this sort of um, in between. We're like big enough to really support that kind of work um, and to be at that level, but we don't have the money. We don't have. Uh, mm, it, we just yeah. don't generate enough income to to support mm-hmm. being an actual uh, Lord Theater, like actually. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. if you're SAG contracted, you have to make a certain rate. You have to get a certain yeah. amount of breaks and stuff. Kind of like, like that. a union, a little it, bit. Yeah. yeah. It's it's so, the actors' union. So sometimes theaters around here can't uh, match that. Like there, there are one or two that can maybe get two or three people yeah. in every year. Yeah. yeah. Like Shakespeare and Delaware Park usually can do it because um, mm-hmm. they have the pockets for it. And like Irish classical usually does it every mm-hmm. once in a while. Mm-hmm. But if you're an actor and you get this fixed rate and all of a sudden you're living in a city where that can't be supported, yeah, no one can you're screwed. Exactly. You're, like you're, you're done because now you have to start doing your work for this contracted rate and you have to go to like New York or something to yeah, put yeah. yourself out there. Okay. So it's, it's yeah, it's a real, real the jobs become that much harder to get. Yes. Exactly. Because there are just so many fewer of them and it's like, yeah, you've got this this level where people like you instantly are, are known that you have this credibility. Yes, you are a SAG actor, but it's like now you can't do anything that's not that. So yeah. Buffalo has some some. There's a little more leniency in there, maybe. I'm not really sure. Yeah, what the, I, what I the, think there is because. Yeah, I'm not really sure what the what the the special arrangement is about. Yeah. but there's some because of where we are as a community. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's really interesting, and I think there are levels to this that people 
who just see acting as acting don't understand, oh, we have to oh, grind yeah. for this all the right. time. Or yeah, the these are the struggles like, we go through yeah. with it. Oh, you go to school to dance? And I'm like, yeah. yeah I, I do have a dancing class every semester. It fucking sucks. I know. <laughs> Julie, I also have to do all this other shit. Julie was <laughs> yeah. at work yesterday, and um, one of her coworkers was like, what did you go to school for? And she was like, theater. And the person was like, really? How'd you end up here? And like, Julie oh, just like, <laughs> oh my God. like that. Like, like don't really shut up, please. Like, I wouldn't up. be <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Had I a choice, yes. Um, mm. so Preston, you and I met on uh when we were working on Peter and the Starcatcher together. That's when we really, really met. Yeah, yeah. We had, um, like met in passing. But we we had met in passing. We really were Facebook friends. Yeah, and, like had talked a little Facebook bit. Friends. Yeah, we were Facebook friends. But. We, I feel like I had the time of my life working oh my God. on that show with yeah. you I and Jesse when we uh, had that. Yeah, apparently you and I were like the only ones having fun. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I remember, I don't remember, well, I remember a few things, but <laughs> mostly I remember so much fun and also almost shattering my leg, but oh mostly so much fun. <laughs> I, I was thinking about that the other day. I can't believe that you walked away <laughs> from that and kept doing shows after that. Dude, you're crazy, dude. Okay, so I like I'll just tell the story real quick. Um, basically, a piece of fabric got under my foot right as I was turning to like run off stage, and so it took me. I, okay, I turned on my left leg, and my left leg got pulled out from under me because it was a piece of fabric that somebody was literally yanking off stage. Um, so I fell with my full body weight, which was like two hundred something. Ask my doctor. Um, onto <laughs> my shin onto like the edge of oh. a piece of wood that was like up like just worst case scenario really yeah. just nailed it and then had to run off stage um got backstage and like there was a welt on my shin that was like looked like the si- like half of a fucking golf ball oh. basically and i i remember i got backstage looked at it it was like sort of a little bit of blood but like i had to go right back on stage so i looked at myself in the mirror i slammed my foot down as hard as i could and it didn't like give out and i was like all right i can do it let's go <laughs> and i like ran back on stage like just that's that buffalo blue collar toughness exactly yeah. exactly. That's sacrifice exactly i was like the show must go fucking on <laughs> God, yeah, that was that, that was, was a horrific. rough one. That was horrific. Could have been so much worse, dude. You hit it at the perfect spot, <laughs> oh, like you God, just got the, the perfect spot on your shin. <laughs> Did I better. mention it was the night that my family was there? Oh, they had flown up from Georgia to of see one show a year, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> hmm. and I almost broke my leg. <laughs> God, unbelievable! Not the worst thing that's happened to me in a show in front of my family. Oh, no. <laughs> but we. <laughs> have to get into that i mean <laughs> dan I mean, was also there that's another story <laughs> it, yeah another time. that that might be for another time yeah if you ever want to remind me it's about the time we were in bat boy the musical together at niagara university there oh you go God. that's that's the story yeah yeah mark that because we're coming back to this on a, <laughs> yeah. on a future episode I that we do it. To <laughs> <laughs> um oh that's the worst thing anyway I, continue <laughs> i was thinking about so um for those that don't know that are listening, Peter and the Starcatcher is a prequel to Peter and the pa- uh, Peter and the Pan. I really cannot <laughs> talk today. What is going Peter, on? Peter the Pan. Peter the Pan. Um, Peter the Pan. It's yes. a prequel to Peter Pan. 
<laughs> totally different show now. <laughs> Still want to see it for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm, Very I'm getting Star Wars to that show. Um, so it's a prequel to Peter Pan, uh, showing how he uh, got to Neverland and how he met the Lost Boys and um, how Tinkerbell got created and how Captain Hook became yeah, Captain Hook. It's and adorable. Stuff. It, it's really and charming and funny. It's super adorable and it's super devised. And devised theater is a method of theater that uses very few props and relies on actor bodies to be a lot of the props. So mm-hmm. like doors, um, ships, uh, like swaying barrels and ships and like different yeah. things like that. Right. Yeah. Um, the kind of thing that can be annoying if you don't do it right. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's yeah. totally exhausting. Kind of so it's like very annoying if you don't do it right. Yeah, so it's two and a half hours of just straight running back and forth oh and gosh. just sweating all that. And it, a good deal of improv in that show. Good Not deal so of much improv. for us, but, well, but yeah, we weren't supposed to at least. <laughs> yeah, yeah there, was, there was a good deal of improv, but <laughs> good not deal for of improv. <laughs> um, so I was thinking about how the one day we had like a group of characters in the cast. In the cast, it was a oh really fun God. group to Insane be with. Cast. But do you remember how we were Ugh. obsessed with the Owen Wilson? Wow! wow. Time. <laughs> I remember. Wow! So that's everybody. So that's that's an iconic. I was thing in Marmaduke. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's one thing I said. We had recorded a video the one day. The last thing you would heard after a chorus of wows was I was in Marmaduke. I have that video here on my phone. We can watch it. Please, please. But I was thinking about because the last moment in the show in the last tableau is everyone in the cast lifting Peter Pan up so that he's soaring and he's flying. And he's in a a spotlight, so you can really only see him. Yeah, he's flying. So it's so you. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So like the whole cast just boosts him up, and he's up there, and it's it's a cool moment to end on. And the one (laughs) night because. Know what you're gonna say. The one night because we're all obsessed with doing this for whatever, like everybody in the cast everybody, is doing this. Everyone, we put Jesse up the um the person who's playing Peter Pan, and as the lights go down, all you hear is just this chorus of "Wow, wow, wow, wow!" wow. <laughs> Before the audience starts clapping. <laughs> most ridiculous thing that like I like we're all just walking to the edge of the stage with these stupid shit eating grins on our face like doing our bows all like, like wow <laughs> wow Wow, wow, wow. You did really great tonight. Wow. Wow, you did so good. Great show. Wow. We had such a bl- it, it was that show that I was like yeah, Pre- Preston's always going to be around for <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah, for and sure. then it was fun for after sure. because um, after we did Peter and the Starcatcher together was Charlie Brown right after that, yes. and that was the first time I was in a show with both of yeah. you. Yeah, all three of us together. And they lived right. Ac- they live right across the street from the theater. So every night after, we're like going and playing video games. We're mm-hmm. playing board games. Mm-hmm. We're hanging out. It it was like when it really oh, solidified right. like. Yeah, this is we're we're all gonna be doing these things together. together. And we've been a part of these really crazy experiences together, theater wise. Now, oh, yeah. like oh, yeah. Preston, I'll bring it up with you first because we had um, two shows back to back that were absolutely wild. Yeah. Um, oh, but yeah. the first one, um, this involves Preston only, but Preston jumped in to a show on about three days' notice. <laughs> And it wasn't for a part that was like two or three lines here and there. It was Baloo in the Jungle Book. Okay. He jumped in. He wasn't supposed to be an understudy at that. There were some circumstances that um, took Bobby, our original Baloo, out for about a week of performances. So 
you get why don't you tell this from your perspective too like yeah. getting that call too and how oh that felt at that point yeah that was terrifying um i remember getting I, I got a phone call i think thursday that thursday um and like it was it was meg quinn at theater of youth and she was like hey uh probably nothing uh bobby's had some some going on medical issues and uh we we just want you to come like look at the show and just sort of familiarize yourself with the role just in case god forbid you would have to like step in or anything and i was like yeah sure why not that sounds cool and i was just like yeah i would love to i would love to be that safety net for you um or whatever uh so then saturday I saw the show. We mm -hmm. watched both performances on Saturday and we recorded one of them. And then on Sunday, they were like, uh, we might, or, or we're going to have a rehearsal Monday night. Uh, we're just going to go through the show with you uh, just in case. Like, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Um, and so, like, Sunday, I like watched the recording a few times. I didn't have a script yet because the stage manager was cutting it up and like gluing it into a little notebook kind of thing. Like, mm -hmm. that was the plan, at least. Um, so like Sunday night, um, no, 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 Monday even. Yeah, because you started that Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, Monday morning, Meg was like, uh, we're not going to need you. Bobby's feeling fine. He's absolutely fine. Don't even worry about it. You're good. We're going to cancel tonight's rehearsal. Um, <laughs> so we oh, canceled God. the rehearsal. Um, we didn't even do that. And then Tuesday morning at like 6 a.m., I get a text from Brittany that's like, I'm so sorry, but we need you. Bobby, <laughs> yeah. like his fever's back. Oh, he has to boy. go to the hospital. And I'm just like... Okay, yeah, this show that I have not stepped on stage for. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I think it, we sh I showed up, like, two hours early and, like, went through some of the fights, I yeah. think. Just the stuff I absolutely had to know for mm -hmm. safety-wise. Like, me jumping on your back. Yeah, and we cut like out that. all the parts where I had to be a monkey up on that. We, like, we like because it was fine because he was just a monkey and he just didn't have to be there. Mm -hmm. um, but then, like, there was so many, like, physical things that I had to... <sighs> I mm. That was a rough show, physically and for the amount of lines that you it's had insane. to go through for it's that insane but so britney's like frantically gluing these lines into this fucking notebook that we have this just brown construction paper over so it's my little jungle book that i'm going to be holding with me just like as baloo <laughs> reading a book. Jungle book. <laughs> and so i like have the Aww. lines on stage but i still have to remember like where to go and everything for an entire show mm -hmm. luckily like the way that the, well luckily for me i knew pretty much every actor in the show already except yeah for like one for like except for like except brendan for, really right well no I, I knew brendan i didn't know um the guy who played uh oh rick rick, rick, rick latimer yeah yes yes i did not know rick latimer um so we were but but brendan played bagheera and basically my role was basically to just follow him around the whole show so he helped a lot and just the whole cast was insane there's just so sort much of adjusting work. around yeah. me to make everything i was doing work and i just uh, i i am very lucky that i was terrified enough to have the show imprinted in my head <laughs> i like watch it a few times the night before just in case i'm so glad i did but a couple of days later you were fine oh like, yeah you got oh, yeah. off books so quick i ended up doing show. seven shows i think and by the sh third show i didn't have the notebook anymore I don't yeah think. um because it was just like it was so much easier to not like I needed I needed to get it out of my hands. But I will say that first performance apparently went very well. It did. And we got a review that we got four stars in the review, yeah. right? Yeah, that and was they, the day we got reviewed. And they I called like, me intrepid like, in the review. That means fearless. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I looked it up. Wow. <laughs> we learned our vocab word. <laughs> word of the day. Intrepid. Now, are you during this time scrambling with him to like try and get lines done in the apartment? Uh, like... I actually was the one who filmed it. Yeah. yeah oh, he, I remember he filmed, that. He yeah. filmed it. Yeah. And oh I God. well no because like that's the thing is we I wasn't worried about the lions or anything because I was told I wasn't going on <laughs> until right. Tuesday yeah, morning. That's lions. when I almost had a heart attack, and then we just had to just figure it out. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, but we did. We did. And it was and amazing. It went really well. It was a lot of fun. And I remember after the first show. Oh well, first of all, after the first show, all of you being like glowing and loving and like praising me, and me being like, "No, all of you were like, how did you lead me through that?" Like the whole time, it was like we'd do something, and then one of them would be like, "Over there," and I'd be like, "I'm going over here now." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but like, it was just the it was so subtle. Everything it just worked so well, and, and I think that was where I benefited from knowing all of you already. And it was so helpful. I'll speak on the really- fact that it was so helpful for me to. Um, knowing you already and hearing oh preston might jump in and me being like oh yeah. okay yeah and like and th- instantly that's having to have that baloo and and mowgli connection yeah. kind of thing like that and like we got that we and from starcatcher so we, well. ha- yeah. we had that and we were exactly. able to like be able to just be like oh okay we already know each other's yeah. energies we know <laughs> that we'll be able to not be selfish and yeah. help each other through what needs to be helped exactly. through exactly I remember you saying, I think it was you, that said something about, like, you're like, oh, I loved the, the voice you did for Baloo. It just came out of nowhere. And I was like, I was not even aware I was doing a voice <laughs> at first. It just started. And I was like, oh, I guess this is We're just gonna what roll I thought it, it sounded We're like. We're just going to roll no, with but it. No, it worked. Great. It worked, apparently. It was so good. It was so, that was so much fun. It was horrifying. That was the most terrifying. Like, I did not want to fail in front of 2,000 children. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, children are your worst audience. I'm exaggerating. There were not they 2, 000, will be but... <laughs> brutally honest oh, no matter what. I remember being... On, yeah, children are bad. Yeah. I was on a touring show, <laughs> and they they would heckle you every performance. I would have a puppet, oh and we'd God, be in right? front of the class. You're ugly, Matthew. This is stupid. This Why is, are we here? Why are what we are learning we about electricity? Yeah, <laughs> you know, just a stupid uh, kid heckling things. I want to watch. Yeah, no, anything, anything else? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anything else right now? I'd rather I'd rather be on YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> Let's go back to class. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I would have punched a kid if they said that to me. I don't think I ever heard that one. <laughs> <laughs> I am better than class. Don't say that to me. We do not condone punching kids here unless it's necessary. Okay. Um, All right. no, I was gonna <laughs> I was gonna step in, but then I was like, All right, now you covered it. Covered it. Good disclaimer. Yeah. The views of Dan Torres do not reflect the podcast precincts or our network. Yeah. <laughs> um so then we jump from speaking of kids being brutally honest and just brutal. We jumped from doing that show to doing another show at Theater of Youth, and probably the wildest audiences I've ever experienced in my entire life. We did Dragons Love Tacos oh, together, Dragons Love which Tacos, which is a hit children's book that I didn't realize was a hit children's I book at that time. I had no, no idea how popular it was until no the kids idea. Right. We're just like. Oh my gosh! You yeah. could tell when they came in and like in their shirts with their like dragon plushies and stuff, and you're like, "Oh gosh, that's a lot of pressure." <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be good. And it was, and the show itself was big. It was colorful. There were a lot of fun things that were added to it that like yeah. helped the kids enjoy the experience like a lot more. Like to, the whole, we had to burn down yeah. the the kids' house the on stage thing. at we one had to point. Burn down the whole set and fix and, it. And <laughs> it looked beautiful. Like the, you had those flames that you would find around Halloween inside, yeah, like the yeah, sets the papery, and like, like smoke coming up. It looked like the stage was like actually on fire. Yeah, right awesome. to the point so cool. where 
before each show, uh, Meg Quinn, who always does the intros to the kids, like leading into the show, always she would have to intros. say, "There's a point where it's gonna look like the stage is on fire, but it's not on fire. <laughs> it's like not it, on fire. it's like yeah. it's not gonna be." I appreciate the commitment to, to stuff like that. I do because you know I go to some stuff and they just you know there's obviously shows and they just kind of mail it in with the production standpoint. Yeah, yeah. it's cool. To, it's cool to hear people kind of going all out with that. Well, yeah. theater oh, review is yeah. one of the best places for that because Absolutely. they um, their creativity is second to none. It's so good. Yeah. Like every person on that creative team is has just such an interesting mind for it Mm -hmm. and when uh meg looks down at shows and like starts looking at what she's going to do she thinks of it from the child's perspective Mm -hmm. too so she's Mm -hmm. not like how uh, how are we as adults going to do this for children it's like what would children themselves enjoy and not like what do we think it would do that's one of Dan when we worked over there for the first time that's one of the first things she said to us is how easy it is playing children on stage to act like this caricature of a child yeah, to be like, yeah. when when uh, while when you're a kid you're actually feeling like yeah. you do as your adult self yeah. yeah you're not like this crazy character of a kid you're a real kid That's with like real problems still yeah. feeling yeah. those emotions uh, in their you know to yeah. their fullest extent you're just exactly. a, a tiny little person with yeah. not as many experiences yeah. to <laughs> compare it to yeah. but, and uh, less control over <laughs> just everything yeah <laughs> but with all those colors in, in dragons too they felt everything to the fullest oh extent yeah. <laughs> can you because you two were on stage like the entire time for that show yeah, can you describe the, the energy that was in the audience every time we went out to do that it was frantic it was like it it was such a fun show so fun like uh, uh, i'm not sure if anyone listening is familiar intimately with the script (laughs) the theatrical version of dragons love tacos but i'll I'll explain a little bit um i I played the dragonologist the the dragon expert who uh bursts out of the tv into this kid's house uh it's a a kid and his dog Mm -hmm. dog i played the dog yeah, Preston <laughs> had the easy lines throughout the whole show. Yes, yes. I just had to literally bark and yip for like forty-five minutes. Preston was a doggy. Yeah, yeah. Preston but was a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> the original costume had like a had a hood with these ears on it, and then uh, I have a stupid, ridiculous afro. So they just chopped the ears off the costume and made it into a little headband, and just put it into my hair. <laughs> it looked just perfect. used my it, hair. It was yeah, invisible. Well, like, I'll, it I'll show you out. some pictures of that also. Yeah. <laughs> I make an adorable dog. By yeah, the you way. do. Yeah, and oh, I didn't the, even need the a show mic. Was fun. <laughs> <laughs> they actually turned my mic off because I was barking too loud. So then I, they just let me take off the mic, and I didn't have to use it for the rest of the run, which was great. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> yeah, and so, um, yeah, I would uh, pop out. Preston would be there. Uh, an actual child was there. Yeah, we had, yep. we had a child. Uh, two different two, ones. Two different children who swapped, which uh, wasn't at all. Typical days, <laughs> uh, but yeah. But then we invited four dragons over, uh, four different colors: red, blue, yellow, and green. Mm-hmm. Dan here was the red dragon. Oh, he was. And, uh, that was his dragon that voice. Was my dragon Aww. voice. We like, yeah. And uh, we essentially tear apart this kid's house, uh, burn it down, uh, and rebuild it, uh, all with uh, tacos. It, it's <laughs> very cat in the hat. Yeah. Like, oh, very much. Yeah. Much very much. 
Like, that's how it feels. Like, the coming yeah. out of the TV, all these mythical things mm-hmm. entering your house, the mess at the end. The, the dog trying dog. to keep everything together. Knowing yeah. That right, the, right. The child will get in trouble. Yeah. It's <laughs> but a, also it's like a fishing cat in the hat that does, that's yeah. like, is yeah. kind of the barrier that's for that. Exactly. Yeah. But the dog also caused plenty of chaos as well. Oh, oh yeah. absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it, it's a super fun show. Uh, I had all the lines. I, I literally the entire pretty much. Show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, except it, for the the child had what yeah. like a handful. The child had a couple, and there was a, a mom whose voice was recorded that was off stage. Mm-hmm. And um, I barked a lot. Yeah, lots of barks, lots of dragon sounds. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I spoke the entire like fifty five minute show. Yeah, yeah, basically a Dan Ertz monologue. <laughs> <laughs> but it was amazing to watch. It was really yeah. fun watching you uh, get all the movement work that Kyle, uh, yeah. Kyle, Kyle Conti, yeah. um directed that one for us as well mm-hmm. um but Oscar. she had all this great movement that oh, she yeah. gave yeah. to you that back, you when, back when i was a skinnier ganglier version of myself <laughs> pre-pandemic I, <laughs> yes i had uh, all these crazy arm and leg movements i had uh, lots of flailing legs um i, I flipped over couches oh like, yeah oh yeah lots mm-hmm. of running and jumping that show for me was if nothing else just exhausting yeah, exhaust. really physical. i just ran Incredibly in circles and ran and danced and jumped yeah. and barked yeah. and musical every... numbers oh dancing. my gosh and as the dragons too because you're wearing this giant onesie <laughs> oh, yeah. over oh. your clothes you yeah. and then you have this giant rubber head that's <laughs> on top of your head right and then the stage lights beaming down on you oh, while you have on a full face of makeup face. yeah oh god i literally i look like darth maul every show because <laughs> i have this awesome. red face paint yeah. and then i had black lines all over it yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> yeah look pretty cool <laughs> i just had one little one one spot and then like another one on my face so i just had to be careful not to like scratch my nose in a certain way right. yeah so i would just mark off my, my cute little black nose i yeah. just remember cute how responsive nose. in general the kids were oh, during yeah, that so show uh, as much as fun as they are shows that have a call and response to the audience oh are my so god Difficult. So difficult to manage. Difficult, <laughs> difficult Especially to manage. Children, they just yeah. want to say as much as possible. I remember the they one do. day specifically you were doing, uh, I think it was leading into Dragon's Love Parties. Do you remember this? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. I told the children, I'll wait. <laughs> you, did, you did tell them at one point because they kept saying, well, that wasn't even the first thing you said because they just kept, oh, God, they, yes, they just kept going because – he Dan led into everything with dragons, love, and like this and that. And so else. the kids kept to... finishing it. This one show, they kept finishing it. Dragons, love, taco. Like they kept screaming it before Dan could so even wrong. get a word out. The name so of the wrong. show, but not what they were supposed to be screaming <laughs> yeah. at that point. Yeah, because yeah, so, they weren't listening. So that had happened. <laughs> no context. Dumb kids. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. They're too stupid to understand the show. <laughs> Sorry. Learn the plot. Um, if anybody from Toy is listening, I do not think kids are stupid. Please still hire me. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, but they but they keep responding that normally it would be like once and then they'd like realize it and get back on track. <laughs> yeah, chill out. So <laughs> Dan said it once and they they said it and he paused and he waits and then he goes, dragons, love, and they scream it again. They go, tacos! And Dan goes, Will you let me finish? <laughs> yeah. And then, oh, and then he tries saying it again, and they again scream taco. And then he—that's what he said. I'll wait, and just <laughs> waited a second, and then started again. And they did it a fourth time, and then you just went parties because that was the next line. <laughs> and, then I, yeah, and then I was yeah. like, "You're wrong. You were all <laughs> you're wrong. All wrong. <laughs> you messed it up." But I remember being backstage waiting to come on and. 
all of us just dying back there because <laughs> the kids were they were just so into it and they so were, excited that they, they really couldn't control themselves. Yeah. That was the closest I tell people to this day. That's the closest I've um, experienced to like. Okay, there's going to be a riot in this because <laughs> <laughs> kids it, on the yeah, stage, five hundred kids. Yeah. We wouldn't have. We wouldn't have lasted. They Give us the pumped. tacos. <laughs> yeah, like they exactly. would. They would have destroyed all of oh, us. Let me pet the dog. I was, I was ready to, <laughs> to be like, come at me, children. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. I was just standing there, like I obviously can't help because I can only talk and bark. Right. So I'm trying to be like, Rrr, Rrr. <laughs> like calm down. Please yeah. let the man finish. It's oh, terrible. <laughs> we want to move on with the show. It's only yeah. 45 minutes. Let us go. <laughs> do you improv like that often with, like, if there's any, like, hecklers like crowd? Do you guys ever try to improv or you try to ignore it? What's Every the best way to chance it? I get. No. Yeah. <laughs> it, it really depends on the show and context. the director yeah, yeah, yeah. in the context like some directors that, are more okay with yeah. it some shows you just absolutely can't get in away a with comedy that. you can get away with it a lot yeah. more yeah, yeah. And probably have, too because you're entertaining kids maybe you can get away with it a little yeah, bit yeah a little and that one, yeah. yeah anything with like a built-in call and response it's like oh, yeah. you know something's gonna go wrong so that's always got a degree of like how are you gonna deal with this like right. good yeah. luck yeah we, we had uh we had kids try to climb up on stage in the middle of the show <laughs> oh, yeah. type of things. Oh, yeah. normally there's somebody that grabs them but like what do you do if they don't right you do if there's just a kid on stage and no one's doing anything Thing about no, it you just sort it. of take their hand and keep saying your lines and lead them and back off to the off. stage yeah. and hopefully someone picks up the cue hopefully yeah it's, it's <laughs> yeah. the same thing in wrestling as if like a fan jumps at the rig where you're just like you cut the camera a different way and you're right. just yeah. like okay get just out get keep, out yeah, dude yeah, like come on you ignore the security tackling them to the ground or whatever <laughs> <laughs> but um i th- i think the funniest thing that's come from dragons is like a year later and I think you got. I told you guys this at a point when I was doing Miss Nelson before, uh, before like everything happened, and <laughs> they uh, brought up the question. The kids always ask questions at the end of the shows, but they brought up the question of what else have you done here? What have you been in here before? Um, so I always just list off a few roles that I've done. So when it got to me, I was like, oh, I was Sander in this, and then I was like. Um, and I was Mowgli in the Jungle Book. And when when I say that, usually there's like this little bit of a murmur, like, "Oh my God, that's him!" Like, because kids, kids that normally come for field trips come all the time, so they yeah. they the like get to recognize yours. some right, of the right, actors. Right. Yeah. Local schools that keep bringing them to every show, right? Yeah, good. Stuff like yeah. That. Yeah, it's so great. It's awesome. so I say that, and then I go. And last year I was the Red Dragon, and Dragons Love Tacos. Audience erupted, <laughs> erupted into like this. Oh my like all this like and immediately like one of those vietnam like flashback images started like going through my head like like they're gonna run they're gonna charge the stage this is happening again again. (laughs) oh they were rowdy they They were rowdy but it was like because sometimes yeah sometimes uh, audiences of kids they get rowdy because they're bored or they get rowdy because they don't like the show or anything like that it was always a positive but it was rowdy like like they are here they are in it and i i I don't think i've ever done another children's show that captured the kids attention like that it was insane it's yeah. so funny. Not I just yet. loved we'll every inch of it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I just mean everything. Like, I think it was partly just our production of it, but I think that the show, obviously. Because, I mean, all of us have done toy shows before, and I've never, at least I've never experienced anything no. quite like no. that. No. Yeah. And I think it was with the call and response that 
mm-hmm. in combination it's, with just how much they like the it's material. Super it's super engaging. Just, it just oh grabs your attention. Yeah. 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 It just does not and let And we up. burned the set yeah. down. How can you not? Yeah. Like, it's, <laughs> we literally burned the house down. Yeah. Like, that's what it was. Yeah. I think the closest I got to that um, before we did Dragons was there was this cool moment the day we opened Jungle Book where, um, for those listening, uh, the theatrical version is more in line with the Renyard Kipling version oh, yeah. of Jungle Book where it's not like the Disney, like, Bear Necessities. It's the actual, like, epic of Jungle Book. It's okay. intense as hell. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, it is a. It is not, like, a fun little Disney show. No, it's, it's not. It's so, at, so at the end of our production, Shere Khan's up uh, on a cliff with Mowgli, and he's, like, falling off, and he goes to swipe, and he misses, and he dies, and he falls to his death. And we had this cool um, – we had this cool rigging with the set, too, where we had these bale feeders that were all stacked on top of each other. So it was this giant – it was a giant jungle gym. Yeah, so set. It was oh, so cool. Was really cool to look at. So cool. So I'm on top of um, the the tallest pillar with Rick. He swipes at me. He falls. Um, Cass gets him off stage. And at, when he falls, um, the kids started applauding. They were, like, cheering and applauding that Shere Khan had died, right? And – in the epic and in the Disney movie too, he doesn't want to ki- kill Shere Khan. Like he has no intention of doing that. So as soon as he dies, he's remorseful because he just proved to all these other wolves, like, oh, I'm exactly what you feared I was gonna be. Yeah. Like that. Like Shere Khan really kind of just gets what he wants in the end, yeah. right? The um, man kills an animal in the jungle. Yeah. yeah. Like- so I so I'm climbing down and I'm saying my lines uh, on how like I'm kind of realizing what I've done and I'm like receding and really taking in the emotion of all of it and i started crying uh for the scene and as soon as i did all the kids were immediately like oh like they <laughs> like they realized they saw me and the fact that i wasn't happy about what had just happened mm-hmm. and their response to it was so it was so genuine yeah. like you taught them empathy they were like yeah. oh my gosh wait you're right i shouldn't be happy you forget yeah. that kids resonate with things like yeah dude well that's a good thing that that toy really one thing that struck because i've worked with other children's theaters before but one thing that really struck me was their um or at least meg's um attention to treating the kids like adults like not like like taking into account that they are children remembering where they are from but at the end of the day that they are smarter than you give them credit for they pick up on more than you give them credit for like this is they're learning and we're supposed to be freaking teaching them yeah right we can't do that if we're holding their hands the whole time no you're showing them stuff like jungle book the the one Mm -hmm. that we were in which is just i don't know it's it's real and stuff like outsiders like it's it's important that they see really good productions of this exactly like it's hard to find really good children's theater well that's why outsiders too has kind of stood the test of time in a lot of ways because it's still a relatable story right it's insanely relevant it's painfully relevant yeah 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 it's mm. but on to happier things so Mm. i want to spend some time before we go talking about whale facts because (laughs) i just think it's such a fucking cool thing that you do (laughs) like it's it, it's it's become like this insane thing that you've had going on based off one tweet. Oh, this oh, is the guy. Man. This is yeah. the guy. So I so when I pitched this podcast, son of a bitch. when I when I pitched this podcast to Matt, I was telling him like, oh, I want to talk to people from the Buffalo area that I know that are really talented and interesting and stuff like that. And I was like, and I know actors. I was like, I know this um, 
this guy that runs this, this idiot called on Will Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Matt was Matt was so interested in it. So so tell us the story for people that are listening. Um, okay. Tell us about Whale Fact a little all right. bit. All right, all right. Okay, so <laughs> uh, Whale Fact is. Um, the stupidest thing that's ever happened in my life. <laughs> um, and also probably the best thing that's ever happened in my life. Uh, but, <laughs> okay, so I was waiting for, uh, I was in my apartment with I Dan was Ertz. There. Yes, Dan Ertz was there. Um, we were waiting for, I believe, our D&D group to yep. show up. They were late. I was bored. Um, I was a little intoxicated with various things um, and was just sort of thinking about <laughs> how big whales are and just like how stupid big whales are. They're gigantic. Like if you stop and just think about it, it's mm. it's utterly fucking ridiculous. <laughs> like blue whales are 100 fucking feet long and weigh 330,000 pounds. God, that is so one big. live creature. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> anyway, so I was thinking about that. <laughs> and like whales were never like a big thing in my life. People like assume I'm a marine biologist or something, which is flattering <laughs> by the way. Um but I am not. Um so I was just thinking about it, and I was like, that'd be funny if, like, somebody tweeted that, like, uh, one of those old fact accounts or whatever. Um, and then I was like, you know what? <laughs> Why not? Like, I'm not doing anything else. I'm waiting for these people. So literally, like, the idea started at whales are really fucking big was was the first idea. And I was like, that's funny. That's funny. And then in the that's five minutes shit. it took me from getting there to a complete Already formatted with profile and header picture and everything Twitter account was like, I think, five minutes total span there. And the tweet changed to whales are pretty fucking big, which is what I ended up tweeting. Um, And that was uh, like Friday night at like 8 p.m. or something like that. Yeah, it was like. And then, yeah, it started getting some attraction immediately. And I was like, oh, that's weird. Like, it was already more than, like, I'm I'm used to, like, posting a picture of my lunch. And, like, I just normally, I had, like, 200 followers. Like, who cares? Right. Um, But I, like, made this other account. It went crazy, freaking viral. Long story short, by the end of the weekend, um, this was Sunday night. By the end of Sunday night, it was at 316,000 likes. And I had 68,000 followers on Twitter. (laughs) Like, it just blew up. Everybody saw that it was the first tweet. (laughs) Once it started getting attraction, I started immediately started tweeting other things. I think the second one was most whales are legally unemployed. <laughs> like just stupid, it's stupid so bullshit. Stupid, stupid yeah. bullshit. It's so stupid. And so I just yeah. So I just kept I kept doing that, and people. The thing I tell people is like I got super lucky. I apparently hit a very niche market that needed to be needed to be addressed apparently <laughs> it was just yeah. non-existent exactly for a long time dude. yeah and now two years later i have one hundred and seventy-six thousand followers i do merch That's every so now crazy. and then um i worked for a twitter account called we rate dogs um which has like between the two accounts like 10 million followers million i worked for them for a while followers. um and then uh like i said i now have another thing that i'm working on that i cannot legally talk about mm. which is fun to say and i'm That's gonna say great. it again um <laughs> well whatever it is congratulations yes to you. yes 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 exactly um it's uh very possibly might be i'm just like trying not to get my hopes up it's going really well so far but i might be writing socials for a new like upcoming series uh for a amazon prime series Ooh, oh, very so cool. we'll mm. see we'll see like writing the, fingers the, crossed. running the social accounts yeah. for that um yeah so fingers crossed for that we'll see um i'm sort of writing a book but also it's so it's so hard to write a book um <laughs> um and then uh, yeah that's just a couple other things um really the pandemic i put everything like outside of the actual account itself on hold yeah i'm like you know what i'm gonna wait 
gonna wait uh it's not the time and right now it's just like there's no i feel like yeah because everybody's on pause exactly everything's on pause it's ridiculous so that's sort of been i've been taking a a breather and just sort of figuring out what i want to do with it now um would love for it to become um something that i can call a job but right now it's really just something really a huge distraction probably but um (laughs) but it's something i put a ton of time into because it is still fun um you you asked me before we before we started this you you just uh a question that i'd never been asked before you were like do you what did you say i said do you you ever regret regret tweeting that one tweet yeah and i so quickly was like no yeah, and, I was, and then I was like, "Oh wow, that was really quick." Do I believe that? No, yeah, I don't, I don't think I regret it. I don't think I've had a moment where I regret it yet, which is cool. Um, that is awesome. Yeah, and th- and that and it's is a fun. It's just so much. It's fun. so much. It's so much fun, it and I get joy to so yeah, many people. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like I, I love. I'll get. I get some. I get hate mail all the time and hate messages and shit because I do make it political a lot. Like I don't. I'm not. I don't hold back on on what I think or like current events and things like that. And I'll I'll put a fucking. I did one about. Jeff Bezos getting eaten by a whale, and how if that happened, he couldn't be a trillionaire, um, <laughs> and shit like that. And so I get a lot of, I get a lot of. So it's exhausting. It's so fucking exhausting, but yeah. it's worth it because then I get like a message but right I after mean, that's like, have, I love you. You, you have one hundred and seventy-six thousand yeah. followers. Like if yeah. you're not Ugh. doing productive things with that, exactly. If I'm not getting hate doing? mail, I'm doing something wrong. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly, exactly. Even if it's just productive to you, it's like. Uh, like you know, it's a fake account. Like, stop taking it so seriously. <laughs> exactly. Oh stop my god. Stop finding shit to get mad at yeah. people. Like, do something with your life. Exactly. I run the whole account like I am a whale that is somehow accessing Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Um. And so all of the, my tweets are from the point of view of a whale. The actual tweets themselves are very matter of fact. There's something like whales are pretty fucking big. Mm-hmm. And then in the replies is when I'll just like, it's seven hundred different whale puns and and actually really just mm-hmm. 700 of the exact same whale pun Lots yeah pretty much like instead of the word really i'll use whaley uh like at every moment anytime there's will it's, it's so whale. corny but it's amazing yeah it's just the simple the simple little way that i'm like establishing this is how this character talks and i just yep. luckily i i got so fucking lucky um my brother would get angry if i said that he was like he said something like no lucky is is, is being prepared and and getting the right chances. And I'm like, that sounds like being lucky. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah um, that's kind of the same definition. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, he was trying to give me more credit than I thought I deserved. So that was nice. But uh, <laughs> I got very lucky that I made that choice and sort of established that character and, and got lucky that I put the F word in the very first tweet. The yeah. Word, the F word. Um, because it F immediately word. established like, Hey, the yeah, F-word. this is what I'm doing. But, but fuck you. <laughs> do yeah. whatever the fuck I want. Like, <laughs> whatever. I um, do what I want. So, yeah, I can't wait so for Whale Facts to play. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> whale Facts I can, I can wait for that. <laughs> All of us just holding different posts. It's Whale Songs. Uh, yeah, it's whale I have a lot, of people, a lot of people pressuring me to get on a TikTok. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I don't I, know. I could do a TikTok where I talk about this real quick. And I'm sure that I could maybe do something with that. Throw some of my tweets in the background; those go viral. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but and, like, but I just don't want to start like, another thing. <laughs> like, dude, the last thing you tweeted, I'm looking at it right now. It's very few whales would recognize Tony Hawk if they met him in real life. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's so funny, and it's like it's topical based on like all the memeing things that are out about him. Right. How do oh, you man. not love that, dude? Dude, it's it's hilarious that I'm allowed to just. I've been tweeting the same fucking joke for two years now, and it's it's still fun though. <laughs> It's it is still, still fun. fun. It's insane. <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree. Oh, it's man. so good. How's Toby doing? Good. 
Ah, oh, Toby's doing so well. I've had him for uh, about a year and a month, two months now, year and two months. And yeah, he's adorable. Mm. Oh my gosh, he's still got. I feel like it's my responsibility oh. to the audience because we talked about dogs the last show. I feel like if someone has a dog, you have to bring. I up. have Very to highlight important. the dog. That's fair. It's I haven't met important. anyone. Yeah. That Everybody that loves dogs. With that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's, he's that's nine point like two is, uh, pounds. That's what they say is the best first date question is, uh, do you have any pets? Yeah, yeah it is a good icebreaker. Yes. Yeah. It is a very good icebreaker. It is the first thing you talk about and probably the only thing once you bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got one ear that's always up and one ear that's always down. It's adorable. <laughs> 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 anyway. He's so cute. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> when's, he, uh, when's he getting a sister? I saw you mention that Oh, my that God. The other day. Yeah, that is something I've been thinking about a lot lately. It probably oh won't God. be for another like year or so. Yeah. I, I but think I you guys need a bigger place. even yeah, smaller... <laughs> An even smaller little dog that would <laughs> be amazing. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> one day, one day for sure. One day, sure. when you guys I have would the rather, space. I would rather find um, a, a woman that already has a dog, and then those dogs fall in love too. Mm. And there we go. There there you go. Then we make a movie out of it. So then I get a relationship, another dog, and a movie been a deal movie like that. Yeah, yeah. Marley and me, except the dog doesn't die, and there's another dog. Is that the movie I'm thinking of? Lady in the yeah. Tramp? Spoiler alert. <laughs> the dog in Marley and Me dies. Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> oh, that's oh, the movie we're you're thinking We're spoiling a lot of movies. Marley and Me with Owen Wilson? Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Ridiculous. Wow. Um, where can anybody who is listening find you guys on socials? What are your Twitter handles, Instagrams? I don't uh, use Twitter. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Bullshit. Uh, on Twitter and Instagram, I'm Dan Ertz. Uh, D-A-N-N-E-R-T-Z. Uh, I am at PrestoVision, P-R-E-S-T-O-V-I-S-I-O-N, and at A Whale Fact. Spelled A Whale Fact. A Whale Fact. A Whale Fact. Dude, yes. it's so good seeing you guys. I it's, missed you, Dan. I miss you guys so much. And uh, we're going to be back to doing what we love very, very soon. I'm very uh, sure of that. Seems Absolutely. like it. That sounds great. It Let's, really does. I hope it happens. <laughs> Making more memories. And we just honestly touched on like stories we have and things like that. And no. we didn't even mm-hmm. talk about like video games or things. So oh. I would love oh, to yeah, have we you. we got so much more. I yeah. would love to have you guys back on a future episode. And Absolutely. like I've I've even been toying around with the idea of like doing improv episodes on here too. Yes. 100%. So if you guys wanted to do that and like We're doing it now. Ricky's going to jump in. Uh I'm Absolutely. hoping to have him as, as a guest on some point and I'll bring that up to him. So I was literally Ricky just talking to yeah, talking to Dan the other day about how I want to do an improv like musical yeah. thing too where like one you have one person like it's like in charge of keeping charge of the story and they can step in whenever they want but then there's like two other people that are like they're supposed to be running it so i don't know anyway yeah no whole idea but that'll be fun so <laughs> yeah. so Sounds we'll like be so back fun. and we'll be doing mm-hmm. more things like that yeah and it'd be honest <laughs> i'm so happy yeah. <laughs> this is amazing this is excellent this is such a good time this yeah, is a yeah. great time yeah i also love the setup it's yeah. so beautiful Adorable. in here oh. that's what everybody so says as soon as they I, come here that makes me happy because yeah. I, like I said i just i had this vision of this place when when i got it when i wanted to get a uh, recording space and yeah. studio and i'm glad that everybody who comes through appreciates it yeah. so yeah. it means yeah. a lot yeah. thank you awesome. absolutely it's, it's just like i feel so i'm so comfortable at home yeah well you know you guys are what it would feel like if i set it up right exactly i just wanted you know this is like my man cave i i I live Absolutely. in a duplex, and this is this is mine. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 I mean, it's everybody that comes here, but it's it's mine. Yeah, yeah. Um, Absolutely. So you guys are more than welcome, you know, back anytime. We do little hangout things. We're doing a Wings Giving slash Gaming Night awesome. on April seventeenth. If you guys are interested, you gotta, awesome. You just got to bring a. You just got to bring you know uh, a platter of wings to pass Beautiful. around. If you, yeah. if, 
And then I'll have all sorts of video game Eight stuff. Eight days set up. after my birthday, yeah, too. Perfect. That'd be really Just nice. Saying. That'd be really <laughs> nice. You guys are seriously more than welcome. Yeah, that and, like and, and, and awesome. you know what? You live down the street from Gabe's Gate, so you should be. That's true. Be we can bring yeah, some yeah. wings. So, uh, Although, Allentown Pizza, I would say their wings are shout better. Shout out to Allentown. And they're even closer to my apartment. Yeah. But, um, I mean, they're they're both good. They're both really good. I love their wings. That's the best problem to have in Buffalo. It really is. It's like, which wings? Which wings? All right, that just about wraps it up for this week. Next week, I have two of my favorite people in here. I have one of my favorite people in the whole universe. My fiance Julie is coming in to do her first episode, Who? and we Sorry. are, <laughs> and we have one of our very, very good friends, Dominique Kemp, coming in to ah. join her. So tune in for that. We're going to talk more theater. We're going to talk relationships and different things like that. But other than that. Everybody have a good week. We will see you next Saturday. Wow. wow. Love you. Here. Hello, Mrs. Card Pusher. Hello. How are you doing today? Let's see what the old wife put on the uh, the shopping list today. Let's see what. Um, let's see. Number one, we got a uh, Chris Hemsworth. Oh, that doesn't seem right. I don't. I don't think those they sell those here. Uh, must be some kind of mistake. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, Chris Evans. Oh boy. This is her celebrity crush list. Awkward. Don't be like this, husband and wife. There's only one place where a list like that belongs, and that's the Eat Sleep List podcast. You can hear us every Friday on BICBP radio.com, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify.